I think I just puked in my mouth. I puked in my mouth. Yeah, I felt that a little bit. I'm Shane Corey, and this is episode four of Independent Citizen. Election season is long over. Election, of course, ended in November, although it seems that's not the case given everything that's happened from November until really uh, Inauguration Day, January 20th. So I wanted to do a recap and, and highlight some of the ads that you likely have never seen. If you've seen some of these, I'd be shocked. There have been uh, maybe a few that went viral, uh, but others, highly unlikely you've seen them because they're the candidates that you don't vote for. They're, it's not that they're not on your ballot. They really are non-existent in the eyes of the public, but they're interesting enough. And, and uh, we can talk a little bit about well, it's going to be obvious why they didn't win the election, but um, it's also going to show the disparity between parties, specifically the major parties and the minor parties. So let's get get, uh, get started with uh, one of Trump's ads that I found to be one of the most pandering ads that I've ever seen. This was all over uh, Latino communities in Miami. It was, um, of course, Trump supporters loved it. They thought it was fantastic. Everybody else was like, what in the hell is this? So let's watch this one. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. I'm getting these from the Google ad library. These were aired on Facebook, Google. This one in particular was aired all over uh, Spanish radio. So, eh, I mean, it's um, from a non-Latino watching it. You're wondering what in the hell was that? But some Latinos loved it. Others thought it was extreme pandering. You, you know, you see... Uh, some of these scenes and the music, uh, I would pretty much guarantee that that uh, has never been played at Mar-a-Lago. So just wanted to say that. All right, the next ad honestly pisses me off. This is straight up horrible marketing. It is, it lacks integrity and it falls in line with the majority of the fundraising drives that the Trump campaign did. And unfortunately, I'm focusing a lot on Trump, but there were so many ads they produced. This one stood out for me when I was going through the entire all the ad libraries and that it is a flat out freaking lie. Guys, Donald Trump Jr. here, and I'll get right to the point. My father selected 100 patriots out of the entire nation to join the Trump 100 Club, and you were one of them. I'm a member, my brother Eric is a member. We're only missing you. We're finalizing the roster soon and I know my father will want to see your name on it. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. Wes is shaking his head. Um, it's pretty clear that this ad was served to, and you can't look at the exact numbers, 1 million to 10 million Americans. For Donald Trump to get in front of a camera and say, my father selected 100 Patriots, and you're one of them. Mother, you are a liar. 
I'm sorry. I, 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 I try not to use foul language, but that is absolute bullshit. Um, we saw that time and time again in their text messaging campaigns, their email campaigns, where it's flat out lies. You don't do that to people. If you don't treat your, especially your donors with respect, you need to get out of this business. So that one just flat out pisses me off because of the absolute ignorance of it. And unfortunately, people fall for it. They see this ad and think, hey, I'm special. Uh, or they get something in the mail with a signed uh, portrait of Melania and Donald Trump and think that they actually sat and signed that thing. No, it was an auto pin that went and you know went out to millions of people. It's just disrespectful. Just wanted to clear that up. Now that I got my anger out of the way, we can move on to the next ad. As a former prosecutor, I've fought on the front lines to stop human trafficking. When I heard about Kirsten Cinema taking these donations, I was disgusted. Kirsten Cinema put politics and money over the safety of our kids. That's just ridiculous. She she took money from not just the founders, but the employees of Backpage, which was kind of like a, a, a Craigslist for sex workers. And we can have disagreements on whether or not sex workers should be legal, but that was whenever Backpage was shut down, it forced these women that made a living off this to go back to the streets, uh, rely on pimps, get beaten, uh, just really um, drove them into unsafe conditions. To criticize and throw in children is a little ridiculous. So that just shows kind of the standard. When you have nothing else to criticize your candidate on or your opposition on, you're going to throw in, it's for the kids. If you ever hear that in any kind of political advertising, roll your eyes. It, unless it's directly related to child welfare services, education, when they try and throw in criminal acts and then make it about children, whether it's the war on drugs, sex work, you name it, uh, it's typically a bullshit or argument. So don't fall for it. It's the simple premise of the fire be defined. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to say. Uh, Wes brought up something I said in the last episode, which is the rule of politics is define or be defined, and they're trying to define in this case Kirsten Cinema as what a child trafficker or accepting support of people that engage in child trafficking. It's just absolute nonsense. Okay, so the next ad is. Another typical fundraising ad, I call it the zombie ad, because I'm sorry, Chuck, you, you gotta do better. I'm asking you to make a donation right now to have your gift triple matched and help us flip the Senate and ditch Mitch McConnell. No Democratic president's gonna be able to get anything accomplished with Mitch McConnell's hypocrisy and obstruction still controlling the Senate. Winning the White House is simply not enough. Every dollar you give before midnight tonight will be triple matched so we can hit our goal. So here's a tip to any person running for office, really any person that's going to be in front of the camera and trying to persuade people. Don't look like you walked off the set of The Walking Dead. Just a tip. All right. So now we're going to get into some of the fun ones. You have not seen these ads. These are third party candidates running for office. And it just shows the divide as far as support for candidates, because these any ads expensive to produce, more expensive to get out there and market. And these guys were winging it. 
Hello, I'm John Marion, running for Congress in the 10th District of New Jersey. Here's my thought for today. We all looking for jobs. Lots of people looking for jobs right now. And guess what? Those energy costs are going up. They're not going down. We want them to be lowered a lot. There's a solution. How about this? Solar technology. There are some of us that have it and are benefiting greatly from it. And a lot of us don't. We want to create endless jobs. We have to mandate that in residential and in businesses that they use solar technology. It's got to be a mandate for any new construction. That's it. All right. I, I, I had to cut him off after mandating solar energy. Just want to point out, John, that's not a libertarian position. You're basically calling for the government to mandate um, the economy and a number of other things. Use taxpayer dollars for resources. I think you should have ran for the Green Party, but I do like the necklace and I do like the hat. All right, here's another libertarian ad, a little like the last one in New Jersey, but this is an example of why people don't vote for libertarians. And I got to say, I, I'm not being critical. Well, I am being critical of libertarians. I ran the Libertarian Party for four years. So I lived in this world. They honestly hated me. Um, I, I was described in Reason Magazine of how libertarians felt about me was somewhere between Donald Rumsfeld and syphilis. I wasn't well liked. I was seen, seen as, uh, oh, another quote, black hearted Republican, not a Republican. Uh, but I professionalized the Libertarian Party, got them out of a state of financial crisis, increased membership by 25%. I did that without focusing on niche issues, not focusing on fringe issues, and that pissed off the anarchist wing of the, the Libertarian Party. But you know, when I see ads like this, I still wish I was engaged just to go out and help guys like this that you're about to see. They, they may have great messages. The candidate from New Jersey, no. That's the wrong message to present for libertarians, but uh, libertarians by and large have great solutions, great trust in people, but their marketing sucks. Jim Tassone, the Libertarian Party candidate for Congress in New Jersey's 5th Congressional District. It's no coincidence that the areas where we have the biggest problems, healthcare, education, housing, transportation, are the areas where the federal government has most intervened. Yet in spite of their failure, the two old parties refused to address the out-of-control federal... If you took the time to listen to his message, it's actually not bad. Unfortunately, he, he's just reading from a piece of paper directly in front of him. And that was what he spent money on to promote, which if that gained him a single vote, I would be surprised. It's just unfortunate because these guys can do so much better. I, I don't want to bash the ones that have good messages, but poor production quality because they're expensive, but that's something that should have never add and aired. And somebody should have just said, Hey, uh, I don't even know his name. It doesn't even say it on the ad. Uh, but you know, you could have spent your money somewhere else or done something different. It's just unfortunate. This is Robert Strotter who, where's he running? Um, Nevada district one. This is actually a good ad. This is a good ad. I was kind of surprised when I saw this. I, I think the candidate needs a little more polish, but this is an example of a third party ad that I actually appreciate. I thought it was well done and spoke to the viewer. 
Hello, District 1 voters. It's time for reconstruction in politics. What about our voices? What about the issues that are important to us? These politicians never change. Nevada needs new policy. Politicians that care about us. Time for a change. Robert Strader can make that happen with your help. Voters, are you listening? Robert Strader is listening. I'm Robert Strader, and I approve this message. So that was a good ad. There's a lot of elements in ad production, and Wes and I did over 100 ads in 2020, right? Uh, we should pull up some of those, by the way. There's, there's so many different elements. Wes is the expert at this. I, I'll write the scripts, uh, and we'll have others write the scripts. We'll have uh, incredibly talented artists do the voiceover. There's, there's so much that has to come together in harmony to produce a good ad that touches somebody. So this had good background music that was subtle, the, the imagery on the laptop, there's just a lot of stuff that made it look real. So I appreciated that. Um, I hope uh, Strader runs again and, and maybe for a lower office that's winnable and we'll see what happens there. This, this is a, a head scratcher. This ad, I, I came across this one and unless you understand and aware of this issue that's not necessarily niche. This is about red flag laws, which has to do with the Second Amendment being stripped of your gun rights based upon neighbors or doctors or whatever, reaching out to government and saying, hey, this guy's nuts. This guy has mental issues. And they'll, they'll come in, uh, get a judge to sign off and take away your guns. So this is Lyman Bishop for governor. I don't even know what state. People need to do a better job with, well, I guess, you know, with, with online uh, ads, it's targeted. So as long as he geofenced it, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, let's watch this one. We found out he's running in Montana. Uh, that was the thing is when you see an online ad, typically it's served in a format that you can't even see the description, so you don't understand what in the hell this is about. Is he opposed to China and burning a communist flag? Like it's so um, distant and unconvincing of anything. It's just pretty visuals, if anything. So not very effective and. Um, like I said, a little bit of a head scratcher. Okay, so uh, again with libertarians, I do give them credit in that they, in order to get attention, you have to think outside the box, do something different. You don't have to be the buttoned up politician that's pandering for votes. You can, you have the freedom to be creative and, and do something different that gets attention. I think this ad does that to a little bit of a degree. It's at least entertaining.
can't take it anymore. I can't, can't. I think I just puked in my mouth. Choice, the problem is choice. Not this year. This year you can vote the L. I'm David Ulmer, I'm running for North Carolina House. Vote for me this November. So music choice aside, the concept was good and it gets back to the uh, going to vote for the lesser two evils and not feeling good when you walk out of the polling place. I puked in my mouth. Yeah, I felt that a little bit from time to time over the years. So a lot of people can resonate with that. I wish that um, this was more prevalent in marketing among third party candidates because people, people get it. There's a great ad um, years ago, I'll try and find for you. It's called Don't Be a Party Pup. You know, you need to vote for the person that most represents what you believe in, right? The Patriot Act, what it does as far as racial profiling and discrimination is definitely not compatible with my beliefs at all. Did you know that uh, Maria Cantwell voted for it? Oh. I was not aware that she voted for it. However, Whoa. I do, it does, you know, I do want to say that I am not against the Patriot Act. I vote for the Democratic Party. Always. Don't be a party puppet. Oh, Bruce Guthrie for some. I'm Bruce Guthrie, and I approve this ad. It's time for real change. So that ad really is emblematic of what goes on when people go to vote and that if there are a question about the actual issues, and look, a lot of people don't have time to go and study the issues. So they fo focus on what party is my candidate in and then fall in line. And it's, uh, it's party puppetry. So this next ad is uh, when this happens, it's a good thing if a major party has to spend money against a third party candidate, you're doing something right. So this is an interesting ad because it goes a few different ways. Aside from the Broome County Republican Committee producing and spending, putting money behind this ad, the message itself probably had the opposite effect. Question, what does the Libertarian Party stand for? Answer, legalization of prostitution. Answer, non-prosecution of drug crimes. Really? Who could think that makes us safer? Answer, the Libertarian standard bearer in Broome County is extremist Mike Korchak. And he wants to be our district attorney with legalized prostitution and open season for drugs? Korchak and the Libertarians are way too extreme for Broome County. Drugs and hookers, sign me up. That's great. Uh, this is just, it, it has to be delivered to the right audience, which would be ultra con Christian conservative to this. This is such a dated mentality because the war on drugs and prostitution has so many different elements to it um, that, and most people are aware of those these days. So this is just the typical old school, let's scare people. This candidate, he's supportive of drugs. He smoked pot. He did this. It's it's not effective anymore, but good for this candidate that they are running uh, this ad against for getting enough attention and and making such an impact that they were worried about losing votes to a third party candidate. This one I just had my notes: crazy lady for president. 
I've never heard of her, but would she have gotten my vote if she was on the ballot? Possibly. I'm a conservative because I'm a liberal. Are you crazy, Erica? It wasn't very good. It doesn't make any sense that you're a conservative. We know you, you're really a liberal. I'm a classical liberal. Everybody gets to believe and worship whatever God they want. I don't care if you're a dude and you feel like a woman and you want to dress like a woman. I couldn't care less what you do with your life until whatever you do infringes on me. The left is working very hard to take away my constitutional rights. I had to become a conservative. What it means to be a conservative is to conserve our personal liberties. If you, like me, believe that you should judge people based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin or the nature of their genitalia, then you're actually a conservative. Erica Ruddick, 2024 Erica, I'm with you. So this last ad in this batch is John Hickenlooper, who former governor of Colorado, flipped the Senate seat from red to blue and did so in um, with, I'd say, unnecessary campaign ads. And I'm going to block Mitch McConnell from the chokehold he has on the U.S. Senate by beating Cory Gardner, but I need your help. $5, $10, we're coming up to the end of the month. We need your help. Thanks so much. You don't need to go and slam your son to get votes. Save that for the floor of the Senate. So I, I wanted to share a few ads that Wes and I produced for clients in 2020. Facebook, Twitter, and the tech giants all want us to live in a place called Rainbow Land. Rainbow Land, where we all robotically smile for the camera, post our selfies, and pretend the world is happy and bright. Please come with me to Rainbow Land, where unicorns are made of fudge and cotton candy, and everything is free. But in Rainbow Land, there's no dissent, no debate on America's challenges. Because, after all, the advertisers who fund Rainbow Land with billions of dollars only want their products shown next to smiling babies, vacation selfies, and those cute little puppies. In Rainbow Land, every action you take is tracked, scored, and used against you. And if when your score drops low enough, you, yes you, will be censored or even thrown out of Rainbow Land. It's happened to her, him, and even small businesses. Do you want to live in a world that wants to control your thoughts, your actions? I do not want to live in Rainbow Land, and you can't make me live in Rainbow this is America, and we can fight back. Laura Loomer is running for Congress, and she will fight to stop big tech control. She's been banned from Facebook, Twitter, PayPal, Uber, and more. They even shut down her bank account, all because she stood up to Silicon Valley billionaires. On November 3rd, send a fighter to Washington that big tech fears. Vote for Laura Loomer for Congress. So this one uh, we produce for a pack that I run, American Liberty Fund which is um, the, the cool thing about it, whenever you have complete control and don't have to rely on any candidate. So with a PAC, candidates cannot influence any decision you make. You can't coordinate them. You can't do anything with them. So this is something that with, with the ads that we produce for American Liberty Fund, 
we had free reign to do whatever we wanted. My only regret with Rainbow Land is it is a great ad, but not necessarily for a candidate. So it's it's a great ad just on social commentary to for, you know whether it was educating people on a non for a nonprofit something like that. So it'd be great if this is repurposed for another cause that had a direct action aside from trying to persuade people one way or the another for a candidate. It's um, yeah, I, I I love that ad. It's just probably was for the wrong purpose if that makes sense. So this is another ad that we produced for for the pack. And the intent was to sway Jewish voters. And also this really works well with, with black voters. So this is one that we caught a lot of heat for. Uh, I believe after we released this, the American, the Anti-Defamation League, which is historically uh, a defender of Jewish voters, Jewish citizens, Jewish businesses, they have become rabidly leftist over the years. And so they didn't like that we were um, using this ad to sway Democrat voters. And this was only served to independent Democrats that were in Jewish communities and black communities. And it'll all make sense here in a second. Are you Jewish? Are you even thinking about voting Democrat? Have you ever heard the phrase never again? Seven anti-Semites took the stage at the Democratic National Convention. You think that's an accident? Linda Sarsour was welcomed with open arms, even though she tweeted nothing is creepier than Zionism. Tamika Mallory and Pastor Frederick Haynes III were welcomed, even though they called Jew hater Louis Farrakhan a great man. The Democrats hosted radical Iman Noman Hussein, who teaches at the Qualam Institute alongside those who come up with ways to inflame anti-Semitism. Anti-Israel rabbi Sharon Kleinbaum and Bernie Sanders were on the program. She sits on the board of the radical NIF, which funds campaigns that accuse Israel of war crimes. AOC, of course, spoke at the convention. According to her, Palestinian Arabs have no choice but to riot against Jews in Israel. Are you Jewish? Are you really going to vote with those who despise us? Don't make it easy for the Democratic Party when they make it easy for Jew haters. So for voiceover, we used Wayne Allen Root, who is uh, has a radio show, former libertarian vice presidential candidate back in 2008. He's a, he's a friend and, and jumped at the opportunity to do this for us. And I think he did a, he did a great job as far as delivery. And the message was stark. It, it, it shows the hypocrisy of the Democrat Party that will highlight anti-Semites, but then call everybody else racist or white supremacist or whatever it is, when the very people that they highlighted at their own convention have a history of racial, religious discrimination. And it's unfortunately was really widespread the last few years with Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and a handful of the, the others that are members of the squad that were really not denounced until Nancy Pelosi kind of uh, dug in against their rhetoric. So again, this one was a controversial one. We were beat up in uh, many 
media reports for using images of the Holocaust. Is that right, Wes? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not Jewish, uh, so maybe I was insensitive to that. I, I don't regret it because I think it was appropriate to be able to drive emotion and get people to pay attention to this ad. I think it's acceptable um, to bring up historical images, even horrible historical images, um, to be able to send a message. So this is the last ad we're going to cover in this episode and hopefully until the next season. This one was produced again by American Liberty Fund. Wes, who's behind the camera, and I worked on this one. Uh, this was to promote Tiffany Shedd, who was running for Congress against Tom O'Halloran. Uh, there was, in, in really digging into the issues that matter on the ground, this district is the has the highest percentage of Native Americans in the nation. This district has uh, the Navajo Nation there, I believe the Hopi Nation there, and it also had the highest per capita infection rate for COVID. And you're thinking, okay, I thought that was New York City. I thought this was some other place. But no, it was in really the desert in Arizona. And there was a reason for that, which we highlight in this ad. New York City didn't have the highest infection rates from COVID. It was the Navajo Nation. Today, one third of Navajo and Hopi homes have no running water. Their struggle for water rights is real and COVID has made it deadly. Despite four years of promises, Congressman Tom O'Halloran has failed to bring water to tribal homes. As a mother of Native Americans and a water rights attorney, Tiffany Shedd will get the water flowing. On November 3rd, vote for Tiffany Shedd for Congress. So that does it for the ads. I think if you're going to take away any of this, aside from some humor and some of these ads, when you watch these, these political advertisements on whatever device you're watching, whether you hear it on the radio, see it on the television, see it on your phone, computer, think about what they're trying to convince you of. Don't allow campaigns to pander to you like we saw in the first ad with Donald Trump pandering to the Latino community. Uh, and, and, you know, and the, the, you know, for the children ads, the one thing I have to go back to Don Jr. with the scumbag ad about selecting a hundred people and you're one of them when it was served to up to 10 million people. So 10 million people saw that ad up to 10 million people, um, with the belief that they're one of a hundred where Donald Trump was picking out names from a giant bingo cage or something and, and picking people to add to this club. So don't fall for the overt marketing that is designed for just the, it's the laziest marketing you can do. Whether it's give money by the FEC deadline, we have to raise more money than this candidate. No, it has to come down to, it's not about how much money you raise, it's how well you spend it. And we saw with the Trump campaign, probably with the Biden campaign as well, especially with the Republican National Committee, the campaign spending was incredibly inefficient. So keep that in mind when you make your political donations. But uh, I think that overall, the 2020 season saw an incredible amount of diversity in its advertising. Candidates, pretty much the same as we get every year, but because the formats and the mediums and the saturation has changed so much that we saw so many different variations and there's probably 
hundreds of thousands of ads that were produced overall across all candidates. Uh, and um, there were some winners and some losers, but overall, you got to say, you got to admit that like the campaign seasons early on are entertaining. We all got sick of them. We got sick of hearing the ads. That was just the same thing over and over again. But if you dive deep and you can uh, be entertained every once in a while. So I hope this was at least worth the time to watch. You're entertained and educated a little bit about the discrepancy between third-party candidates, main-party candidates, and a few marketing tips. Again, thanks for watching. I hope you subscribe. I hope you like uh, and, and share these episodes with others. We'll have several others coming. In the next episode, we're going to cover the history of independence and politicians that were elected as independents throughout history, which is, I find it very interesting. It's very telling as far as the state of our political system. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Tune in for next episode and thank you.